2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law.
3: It's time for Sports Day. It's
2: a beautiful day.
4: Sky falls you feel like
1: it's a beautiful day. Turn it up. It's Sports Day with Dan
2: Day.
4: Like the Bon Jovi song says, we are living on the edge. That is right. We're right on the edge right now, about to peek over and see what's on the other side. Big weekend. First things first, tonight, 8 o'clock, Hurricanes, Tigers, Clemson Tigers to be exact, Hard Rock Stadium. Hurricanes win, and hey, it was just kind of a bump in the road. You made a mistake against Georgia Tech. We're all humans. That's why pencils have erasers. We went up to North Carolina, top 10 undefeated ranked team. Okay, we lost. But we're back right where we need to be, defeating Clemson, getting a win. We're okay. You lose, though, and you're on a downward spiral. Not very pretty. All of a sudden, things are looking really ugly. Your wins aren't that good after all. Texas A&M's okay. Temple's absolutely terrible. We're going to get into that in a couple of minutes. And you're just saying, we are spiraling down. What is going on? Miami Dolphins win tomorrow against the Philadelphia Eagles. We're great. We beat the Super Bowl NFC runner-up team at their place with the hostile crowd. The one loss to the Bills, hey, that's the NFL. Any given Sunday, that was a tough one. They game plan better than us, but we're good. You lose, though. You have not defeated a team with a winning record this year. And... Teams without physical Jew all year long. We're living on the edge, Vlad. My cousin Vladimir Luisson joins me. I am Dan Day. We are living on the edge right now. Things living on the other side the might edge. be really good. Things also on the other side might not be very good come Monday morning. Living on the edge. Uh,
3: let's see here. You don't want to be on a three-game losing streak.
4: No. After a bye.
3: No. Because that unbended, not taking a knee is going to that that's still going to fester in people's minds still. So, a win over Clemson ending the the bullies of the ACC, you know, I think that especially at home it would get the fan base back again. Um This Miami Philly game is you're talking about a Super Bowl preview. You're talking about an the the runner up in the MVP last year against everybody's uh MVP favorite in Tua. You're talking about the the Saban bowl like mm-hmm. there's a lot here but people will start talking about the dolphins if they lose and the, if they lose or the way they lose if they lose by double digits people going to start talking about oh the dolphins could beat on the, the 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 weak teams of the NFL but when they go against different competition parts that they uh, you know they can't you know they're not able to to win so therefore this will shut up a lot of the people and really start the hype the hype train for the Dolphins if they could beat the team that many consider to be
4: a cold favorite in the NFC. No matter what, people are going to be talking about the Dolphins Monday. Win, lose, or draw. People are going to be talking about the Dolphins. Hopefully, Canes can get things done and we'll be talking good about them on a Monday. Lots of other things going on in the sports world, which we'll get to right now in the headlines. The Panthers, they won their home opener Thursday night, 3-1 to against the Maple Leafs. Next up, the Canucks. That is tonight at 7 o'clock. Get that two-game 2, two game home win streak. There was a home crowd advantage, I'll tell you, Thursday night at Emirate Bank Arena. That place was loud, it was rocking, and there was not, for the first time in a long time, a lot of Maple Leafs fans in the house. They were Panthers fans, and they were chanting, We want Florida! We want Florida! Because remember the Maple Leafs fans, they were feeling themselves after they finally won a playoff series for the first time in 20 years. I know the Panthers recently did that, too, nonetheless. They started chanting that, and they got us. And they were lucky to get one win. That gentleman's sweep was so good. Telling you, Panthers crowds this year, if they keep playing like they did Thursday night. Now, I know the road trip to open the season was a little meh, but... It's a road trip to open the season. If they play like that at home, these crowds are going to be electric all year long. Emirate Bank looking great too, by the way, since the name change. They really put some money into it. It looks super nice, man. So hopefully tonight, 7 o'clock, our sister station, 790, they'll be covering that. Great stuff. Doug Plagan's always great. Tomorrow, 820, a matchup between two former Alabama teammates when Tua. And the Dolphins face Jalen Hurts and the Eagles in Philadelphia. The Eagles are two-point favorites. We've talked about this storyline before. Vlad, Tua Tungvaloa, took that man's job. He did. Made him go to Norman. Got drafted higher than he did. Yeah,
3: but he got paid, though.
4: Jalen Hurts, though, got that contract. And
3: he, went, he- led his team to a Super Bowl
4: got that ring well not a ring ring no. oh he's got a ring for the NFC championship eh,
3: you don't want to you're not called you're not really bragging about that but
4: I mean it's more than two has got he
3: led his team to a playoff win and a Super Bowl appearance and he got paid so think, think life is even up for both men
4: and if both guys tell you no no it's just another week or we're, we're not even we don't play against each other BS if they're not saying—
3: You're wilding. Tua has a chance to say, I beat Mac Jones and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I beat all—I'm the, the Alabama. I'm it's, the biggest Bama in Alabama.
4: It's so silly. People are like, no, you know, we don't even—we play on—I'm I'm quarterback. We're never on the same field at the same time. We don't even think like that. These are the most competitive people in the world. To think that they don't think that, you're crazy. You wild out. You're wrong. They care. Jeremy Shockey is today's captain, honorary captain, nice. for the Little canes Clemson out. game tonight. That is going to be at 8 o'clock right here on 560 WQAM. Pre-game going to follow us at 4 o'clock. This is a tough stat to swallow, though, Vlad. A win today would be the first ACC home win for Miami under the Mario Cristobal era, as they lost all four last season and, of course, Georgia Tech earlier this year. That's nasty work, man.
3: You've got to get a win. Whew. Oh, wow.
4: I checked that stat like four times. It just didn't seem right.
3: Yeah, when we said it yesterday on the Tobin and Leroy show, it was like, wait a minute, really? And it's like, damn.
4: Mm. I'm right. True story. Ouch.
3: And the last oof, the last game we went home was nasty.
4: Still should have gotten that win. Hmm. <laughs> the Heat fell to the Rockets 110-104 last night. RJ Hampton led the team with 17 points. Season officially opens Wednesday, 7:30 against the Pistons. That is at the Kaseya Center. I'm expecting that place. By the middle of the first quarter to be loud and crazy. Not at the very beginning of the game. We are in Miami after all. but the middle of the first quarter. I mean, it's true. Do you really think people are going to get there on time? They should. Once again, do you really think people are going to get there on time?
3: Yes, I think they should. Wednesday night. Yeah, my, I think they should.
4: My bet is that... They um, won't, but they should. Okay, but I, I didn't say, did you think? I asked you, did you think or they should? Should not thinks are two different things. It is said that the Heat have privately let it be known that they are not pursuing James Harden in a trade. They said they might be possibly open to being part of a three-way trade, but they do not directly want James Harden on this Heat team. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. So,
3: I think strip clubs in uh, South Florida would love James Harden. Give
4: it a couple of weeks. Let's see how we start the season. If we start pretty good, we don't need James Harden. We start, because eh, we really don't know what we have. Because No, you
3: don't want James Harden. Listen, James Harden's going to disappear in the playoffs, and you guys will be so upset, okay, when there's a game six and he shoots three for 15, and then you see him at – Tootsies or, at, you know, at the Cheetahs, you're not going to be happy with that. You're
4: the man not. deserves his own life, though. Uh,
3: uh, not the way fans think.
4: I mean, that guy, he's just sitting there in Philadelphia. No one wants him. And he doesn't want to play for Philadelphia?
3: He said he was lied to.
4: He was probably lied to. I will hey, give him credit. I don't think he's lying about that. I don't I'm think he's lying pretty about sure Morrie told him, yeah, we'll, we'll do you right. We'll get you out of here. We'll get you to the Clippers. And then did him dirty. So, don't like being lied to. It's cost him a ton of money. But a man of his morals, I guess. Convictions. Hmm. Kim Ang turned down an interview with the vacated Boston Red Sox GM job. Details have emerged that her and Bruce Sherman differed in opinions when it comes to not just the team's direction, but also some of the personnel. Apparently he wanted to fire some of the scout personnel, and Kim Eng liked the scouts, And that's just part of maybe the straw that broke camel's back. A lot of things going on, but interesting. You thought Kim Ng would be one of the top candidates for that Boston Red Sox GM opening. She's not even interviewing for it. She says she doesn't want to even interview. That's Uh, right. You always take the interview, right?
3: Show loyalty. Remember who? Remember all the Yankees? Remember who hired you? You really think the Yankee captain hired you?
4: She really is showing that much loyalty to the Yankees. No,
3: but I'd just like to say that. Okay, well, that's true. I don't know that for a fact, but I'd just like to say it. It sounds if good. If it's true,
4: well, there you go. And if it's true, that's th- deep. there you go. That's deep. Yeah,
3: that's right. The H, you know, the hate runs deep, man.
4: In Game 3 of the NLCS, the Diamondbacks tied their series with the Phillies 2-2, winning 6-5. I'm sorry, four. that is Game 4, because that would make it a side 2-2. Yeah. I my headlines and been having slept um, in four days. They play you know, again tonight at eight. The Astros have now won three in a row against the Rangers in the ALCS, winning five to four last night. The series is three two, with Houston looking to close it out tomorrow at eight.
3: I will. Uh, I will say this. I watched both games yesterday. Those were two great playoff games. I we missing out if you're not watching these uh, this postseason. I, I I wasn't a big fan because a, a lot of the good teams got eliminated, but. This Diamondback Philly series, the Diamondbacks have shown a lot of heart. Came come back. They could have been swept already. I know Philly fans must be upset. Ah, oh, it must be. Listen, hey, Fin fans, sorry, Trevor. Hey, Fin fans, make it a disgusting weekend for Philadelphia. Have the Diamondbacks beat Phila- the Phillies three games in Arizona, and then you know, give the give the Eagles a second um, second consecutive defeat.
4: Man, there might be some suicides going uh, on in Philadelphia. We're
3: not advocating that, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. I that. will
4: say this. Both series after the first two games, I thought they were both over. I was like, well, we're going to get Rangers and
3: Phillies. I thought we are going to get Rangers Phillies, too. And I thought we were going to – I mean, even the Phillies went to Arizona. They were leading four uh, – I believe they were leading 3-1 or whatever, 3 run going into the eighth. And then Diamondbacks came back and won. And same thing happened last night. And that Houston-Texas series yesterday, they were – Boy, they were throwing – it was home runs. There was swings. There was fights. Yeah, dude. we're going to get into the fight yeah, in just a little bit. I liked buddy, it. I like but that.
4: I'll tell you, never count out Jose Altuve. Another home run. Yo, this pains me to say. Man. Wins the game. Yeah. Ninth inning.
3: The way they've just – you know, they've eliminated my Yankees so many times in the past six seasons. But they're on their verge of going to the World Series five times in the last seven years. Three in, three in a row. Three in a row. God, listen, take that scandal – I still am I'm, I'm upset that they never got the the virtual you know they, they never got Yeah there.
4: because no one's ever stolen signs in baseball
3: no, but they never got the like they never got the virtual that the fans <laughs> would have given them because of uh covid remember that that year covid happened so no, there were no fans in the stadiums and it was a, a shortened season it was a 60 game season Made I think play. there's only,
4: like, Jose Altuve left on that team, too, so now you really can't. Is it? Yeah. No, <laughs> Bregman. And Bregman. Oh, yeah, Bregman, Bregman too. Bregman right. That's party. what I'm
3: saying. That's a great point, Dan. You took, like, I was just about to say that, too. You can't really boo the guys. Uh, you can't <laughs> boo the guys. Like, you know, Carlos Carrera went to Minnesota. Like, a lot of the guys have, you know. That Springer. From, yeah, Springer went to Toronto. A lot yep. of the guys are no longer with the team. But say what you want, and guess what? Dusty Baker, man. That's my dude. That's a hell of a manager.
4: That's a great guy, man. He's always having fun. Rumors persist that Luis Suarez will join Inter-Miami next season as his contract in Brazil is up. Tata Martino says the team has a plan with or without him going forward. We do know going forward Lionel Messi will play in what is a meaningless game for Inter-Miami tonight as they close out the season against Charlotte at 6 o'clock.
3: Not meaningless for Vlad since i got to work that game. i got to produce it. Yeah. Mm. No. It's good to know that Messi will be there.
4: Prep star Booker Pickett Jr. has committed to the U. The four-star edge rusher is from the Tampa area. More recruits to the U, more better, I'm telling you right now.
3: I need more wins.
4: Love it. We're going to get one tonight. Let's go. Speaking of going, let's go to the day spa. (sighs) A Washington, D.C. couple got trapped at the top of the Eiffel Tower, so while waiting to be rescued, the man asked his lady to marry him, and she said yes.
3: I mean, can't get no more romantic spot than that. Dude, you sure they were really trapped? This was not a plan. That was his thing.
4: All I'm saying is, I don't know about that, but I could find more constructive ways to pass my time if I'm top to, tra- trapped at the top of the Eiffel Tower. I mean, there's people, there's eyes. I'm still saying more constructive things than to get engaged. <laughs> I know he maybe wanted to marry it. By the way, how did he have the? Wait, did he have the ring? No, no, oh, no. He oh. just got down on the knee and said, "I love you. And you marry me?" A knee is a knee. A knee is a knee. We know that. Yeah, at least the he hurricanes. He took the
3: knee. That was a good knee. Because look, she said, I do. Uh, she said, yes. Hey, by the way, look. The
4: ramifications know. of taking a knee and not taking a knee sometimes are very deep.
3: What if she said no?
4: You're you trapped still, up there. And you still trapped you up jump, there. You oh, jump. My God. Just jump. Just You're jump. Just jump. You
3: trapped up there. She said no.
4: Just make the jump. That's all I say. All I got to say is, man. Tua Tungvalu has been sweet this year. Hopefully he'll be sweet again tomorrow against the Philadelphia Eagles when the whole world is watching. We're going to talk about the season two is having and maybe some of the MVP ramifications
1: next here on 560 WQAM.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: You are. Make WQAM your favorite station and take us wherever you go. Back on a Saturday, 560 WQAM. This is Sports Day. Vladimir Lusson, I am Dan Day. Coming up tonight, hurricanes, Clemson Tigers. Is it a terrible night for the Clemson Tigers We're basically their dynasty Officially comes to an end with the Hurricanes win. The Hurricanes, do they say, hey, what's in the past is in the past. We took care of Clemson. We haven't beaten them in a long time. Get our first ACC win at home for Mario Cristobal. And by the way, looking okay. Or do they say, ooh, we're down. We're spiraling three losses in a row after a open date. We're going to find out soon. Coming up at 4 o'clock, we've got pregame for the Miami Hurricanes and Clemson Tigers, but let's talk about tomorrow. Big game, eight twenty. All eyes are watching. Miami Dolphins, Philadelphia Eagles could be a prequel to the Super Bowl later on this year. Could actually be Tua to Tagovailoa's statement game that I am going to be the MVP of this league. Right now, you're a betting man or woman? Smart bet. To bet to a tongue of logan win win MVP. ESPN ranking him number one most likely to win MVP. Listen to these stats, Vlad. So far through these six games, 1,876 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, five interceptions, 74.7 QBR, plus 21 rushing yards. He's favored, and you know why. Because I, those stats I just told you.
3: And also, the Dolphins... <laughs> Have the top offense in the league, and we're you're looking at a league right now where the scoring is really, really down. It's one of the lowest scoring um, years in the NFL. But you know one team that doesn't have a problem scoring. Team
4: down here in South Florida, you're Miami Dolphins. Oh, you're Miami Dolphins. Here's what it says: Tua Tagovailoa leads the most high-powered offense the NFL has seen since the greatest show on turf. Hence, the greatest show on surf. Miami has the second-most total yards, 2,992 through six games ever. That's not just this year. Ever. We're behind only the Rams in 2000. And leads the league in scoring this season with 37.2 points per game. That's nearly a touchdown more than the next closest offense, the 49ers, with 30.7. Tongue of has been ranked in the top five of Caesar's MVP odds for consecutive weeks. He leads the league in touchdown percentage, 7.1%, and is third in QBR, 74.7. And the 25 year old is the only quarterback to throw for at least three touchdowns in three games this season. He is dialed in. Absolutely. Yeah, he's
3: second year in this offense, an offense that Mike McDaniel has tailored for him and he knows the guys very well. And the ball, I mean, he has a quick release playing. he's quarterbacking. The man is quarterbacking, and that's, you know, you can't knock him for that. Like, there's nothing you can say. No more. There's, there's no worry about the man's arm. There's no more worry about can he quarterback his, his size, everything like that. And knock on wood right now, the yep. first six weeks, his health has been great. The offensive line has done a good job for the most part of keeping him upright. But tomorrow night, you are going against one of the best front fours in the NFL, one of the best defenses, and one of the best defenses. Uh, their secondary can be had. So, if the Dolphins' offensive line, this is—I think—the battles is between the offensive line of the Dolphins and the defensive line of the Eagles. If the Dolphins' offensive line can do a a good job, they don't have to do a great job, just a good job. I think is going to find those guys. He's going to find Waddle. He's going to find Tyreek. He's going to find um, Berrios. He's going to find those guys, and it's going to be an up-and-down game. If the, our front four of, of Philly starts dominating, the Dolphins' offensive line don't want to give the, the Eagles the ball because they're going to run the ball. That's my fear that, And on the other side. The fear is, though, their offensive line against the Dolphins' defense line, if they run the ball. I mean, I, I will not, I will not forget because I had money on the game. Monday night game between the Buccaneers and the Eagles, they had got the ball with nine minutes left, and the Buccaneers were on. They were trying to make a comeback, and they ran the ball nine minutes. Like, they ran the game. That was it. Nine
4: minutes. I mean, how do you beat a team that has a really good offense like the Dolphins? Take, run the ball. Keep the, the ball away. The ball. Keep the ball away from them. That's why I figure. Take the air out the ball. Run the ball. Convert third downs. Keep the ball out of their hands. Dolphins, Yes. Because if there's any three
3: and outs or there's like third and longs and anything like that, and they 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 put the they bring the pressure, it's gonna be a it could be a tough game for the Dolphins. So battle and uh battle on the line of scrimmage, Dolphins offensive line against the Eagles defensive line.
4: Let me give you a caveat towards Tua Tagovailoa winning this year's NFL MVP. Besides the health thing, of course, everybody has to stay healthy and play to win the MVP. That's a given. There have not been many MVP-caliber games this season to start his campaign. All that can change tomorrow night, though.
3: Um, And also, I mean.
4: Listen, I mean, they say a 309, four-touchdown performance against the Broncos, which the Dolphins right, won by 50 I'm trying points, th- is certainly top of the I'm list. I'm trying to think of um,
3: primetime games. I can't remember a really
4: good tour primetime game yet. Nope, Tua completed 88.5% of his passes that day against the Broncos, and when Miami needed him most in week 6 down 14 to nothing against the Panthers, he threw for 262 yards, 21 for 31 passing, three touchdown passes and no interceptions to earn the Dolphins their fifth win. I'll tell you right now, those two, although they are some of his best games, not very sexy. No, but that,
3: that's what I'm saying. So the sexy game is going to be, you know, a nationally televised game against a team like the Eagles, where if you put up those numbers, every there's no way nobody and there's no way no way anyone could say oh, he's not the guy.
4: Yeah, you well, know? I would argue that the sexiest game would be against the Chargers in the beginning of the year.
3: But it, what I'm saying, it was a nationally televised game.
4: Right, right. This is all eyes on me. All eyes on 820 me. 820 against the right. NFC defending champions. The West
3: Coast is watching you. The Central Central Time Zone, Mountain, everybody's watching you. The only game in town, the only game on, on TV, they're all watching you.
4: This is your statement game. Go out there, ball out. You don't have to have the gaudiest numbers, but be the better quarterback, win the game, you sorry, can solidify you know yourself as the favorite for the back. MVP. He
3: did have a good game against the Patriots.
4: That yeah, was a game. didn't it score was a, a ton ing- of points. But, they kind of handcuffed him a little bit. But it, he won. But
3: this is the one where you could say, like, if you especially. One,
4: but once again, you beat a team that only has one win. Let's say it's not that sexy. But it was it was week two. Yeah, week once two. again. It was week two. But na- no, those three games are not that sexy. The Chargers, at least, some people give them some credit for that, I would say. But th- nonetheless, none of them are sexy. Tomorrow night could be the sexy game. Well,
3: because of the, we, the like you said, you painted the you painted the background um earlier when you said the Saban Bowl hurts versus Tua. I took your job, I made you go to Norman. I'm still better than you. I got drafted, I got drafted higher than you. I'm going to get paid and more then, than you. And then he said, "All right, that's cool. That's cool. I led my team to the playoffs fr- quicker than you. I won playoff games faster than you. I took my team to the Super Bowl. Faster than you. I was second in MVP. I got before paid you. before you.
4: I got the big bag before you. Yeah. Although, actually, it's better to get the big bag after someone nowadays because it's always going to be more. We'll see. I'm, I'm telling you, man. We'll see. Well, number two in ESPN's MVP, Patrick Mahomes, for obvious reasons. Number three, this one's a big question mark, Christian McCaffrey. We don't know how he's going to go with that oblique. But he was having a great season. Number four, Josh Allen. We know what he can do. And number five, Jalen Hurts. Which is somewhat. That's crazy.
3: My man is a uh, seven and seven, and I'm not talking about the you know the soda seven touchdowns, and the, and the seven dewers. receptions. Yeah, he's seven and seven. He's not taking you know. I'm not talking about doers in the seven up here. You know what I mean? So I don't understand how he's fifth in um, MVP.
4: This is the one I like. Topping the honorable mention list, the guy who I said at the beginning of the season should win MVP. Probably won't, but we'll talk about how he could. It's going to take a lot. Our very own Tyreek Hill. Here we go. This is what they say on ESPN. Remember when Hill vowed to have 2,000-yard season? Yeah, we remember that. We agreed with him, right? Both of us? Yes. The league's top receiver is on pace to get There, with 42 catches, 814 yards, and 6 touchdowns through 6 games. That is the second most yards by any receiver through 6 games ever. Hill leads the NFL in receiving yards per game, 135.7, and yards after the catch, 336. And he has turned 35 receptions into first downs, tied for first. He is the wideout whom no defense wants to face. Dare you to put Darius Slay one-on-one tomorrow against Tyreek Hill. I dare you to put anybody from the Eagles one on one with Tyreek Hill tomorrow. You better have a good push with that front four, cause you're playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette. I dare you. Dare you don't scheme against Tyreek Hill and let your guy just have his talent against his talent. What you think, Vlad? You don't think Tyreek Hill, the cheetah, starts throwing up the deuces early and often? We'll
3: see. Well, I don't know. I don't know how they I don't know how the Eagles are gonna defend that. Um their secondary is kind of suspect. It's been suspect. and You got – not only you have Tyreek you have to deal with, you got Waddle as well and Mostert. You got a lot of speed that's going to be on that field. It's going to be a good game. A lot of athletes. It's going to be like Alabama. It's going to be – it's like the NFL version of Alabama versus Georgia.
4: <laughs> what would it take for Tyreek Hill to win the MVP? Because, of course, you'd He's have not. to figure He's that – You'd figure not. that Tua would be the one it to him and his numbers would continue to escalate. What if Tyreek Hill – you
3: you, you want to know how the only way Tyreek Hill can win MVP? He has to have a bunch no, of signature Tyree, catches. No Tyree,
4: no because then who's throwing him the ball? Well, like, I know if, that's what I'm saying, but no, I'm not finished. Mike
3: White, White, Mike White would have to be the quarterback. Right,
4: and if that happened, we don't need to see that. But, that's the only way. And I'm not saying knocking Mike White. I'm saying we need gonna and Tug of a low in there if we're going to want to win a championship. There's
3: no way we uh, we when we were talking about this yesterday, there was no
4: if he's catching two thousand yards that. That's not the question I asked you. I said, wh- what does he need to do That's, to win? You there's to nothing tumble. he can do, nothing. So you're telling me if he has signature catches all over the place, who's calling scores, him the ball? Doesn't matter. What if he starts what do you returning mean, that doesn't kicks? Matter. You can't catch the ball. If what if he starts returning kicks? You're do. not listening. You're not answering any uh, questions uh, that I ask you. Returning kicks?
3: So wait. So all of a sudden, Braxton Barrios is not returning kicks now. What if they say, "Look, Tyreek Hill, Come we need your explosive?". Now you, no, 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 no. Now you, now you throwing things into it. now okay. Why don't you know what? I when asked it, you a tough question. Uh, no, what would it, it take? That ain't no tough question. I just told you the damn answer. Ain't nothing he can do. And I said, what would it take? The only way the only way he could be MVP okay. is if Tua Tagovailoa got hurt. Okay. Then that's okay. your answer. That's the only way. But you know, I saying, well, what if he punch returns? Oh, what if he... Kick returns? What are you going to say now? Starts oh, playing
4: quarterback? Yeah, man, come on, man. Come Stop. on. Stop. What is he, Troy Brown now? You going to make up Troy Brown? man can do it all. Oh, please. He wants to win MVP. Get out of here, man. He wants to do a lot of things.
3: Tua's your MVP. The only way he's... The only way... Tyreek is even sniffs MVP if something unfortunate happens to Tua. And he's still putting up those type of numbers with Mike White or uh, who else is Skyler Skylar Thompson or whatever.
4: Yeah, that's it. Who was the last person to win MVP that wasn't a quarterback? It was, a, uh, was it Adrian Peterson. Oh, okay. The year he had almost had 2,000 yards? Right, but his
3: quarterback stunk. His quarterback wasn't putting up numbers.
4: It's so hard for anybody outside the quarterback to win MVP nowadays. It's the way the league is. That's the way it is. Speaking of the way it is, we're going to get into what we like next here on 560 WQAM.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: We are back on Sports Day 560 WQAM with my cousin Vladimir Luisson. I'm going to go over what I like, some of the things we liked over the past week since we talked to you last. Whether you're listening on 560 WQAM, streaming us on the Odyssey app worldwide, maybe you're checking us out live on YouTube or Twitch, 560 WQAM. We appreciate, appreciate, appreciate you. And we appreciate, appreciate our dude, dude, Channing Crowder, former Dolphin. Of course, he works here at 560. He does the whole afternoon show with Hawkman, Crowder, Solana, Jimmy Mentholz. It was Alumni Day this past Sunday they honored Zach. The Dolphins game. They honored Zach Thomas. Of course, Channing Crowder, one of Zach Thomas' biggest fans. He was his his teammate for a while. So I guess they said, you know, we don't want Zach coming out and hyping up the crowd. Why not get Channing Crowder, a man of many talents, to come out and lead the capacity crowd in a Let's Go Dolphins chant? Let's go and hear what Channing had. I like it. I thought he did a good job. If you watch the video that's posted on YouTube, he's kind of dancing around. He's got a little two-step going on. And then the Dolphins went out and played pretty flat. Pretty much the flattest they had begun a game. So you're
3: saying Channing's the reason why they started flat? In no
4: way, shape, or form.
3: I mean, you just said that.
4: No! I
3: mean, you said Channing got them started get them in and the Dolphins You're very
4: truculent today. I've noticed that. You okay, man? just okay?
3: I'm hearing what you said. You You did not let
4: me finish my statement. I'm just, that's what you said. Okay. And when I was going to finish my statement, they said they went out, had their slowest start of the year, down 14-0 to the Carolina Panthers. Mike Cugno, Hawkman, those guys were making fun of him, saying they're the re- he's the reason why they started slow. I was here to tell you, no. He was doing his best. He was making it happen. He had nothing to do with the Dolphins coming out 14-0. Honestly, the Dolphins saw Carolina and said, eh, we'll get started when we get started. No big deal. I just like the fact that Crowder was out there two-stepping. He grabbed his crotch at one point on that last <laughs> "Let's Go Dolphins." So I liked all that. Thought it was cool. Now another thing that was really cool. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go look it up on YouTube when you get a chance. As you, when we go to commercial, of course. When you're I'm on, not. I'm not YouTube, looking.
3: I'm not going to look it up. I trust you. I trust you. Well, you I'm saying it.
4: if you're watching this on YouTube and you're at home. When you go to commercial, you'll have a couple minutes. Go over, look for Channing Crowder, cheer, hyping up the crowd, whatever. You'll see him at the end. He kind of gets a little crutch grab in there, you know. If that doesn't motivate the team, I don't know what is. Got a big man like that grabbing his crotch, screaming, let's go Dolphins. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Another thing I like, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, let me tell you, man, he's aloof, and he's kind of cool, and he kind of talks in roundabout ways. But every once in a while, someone pushes his buttons. And Joe Shad recently asked him a question basically saying, is Tua just a system quarterback? Do you feel as though you could plug a lot of quarterbacks into your system and they'd be just as successful this season as one Tua Tungavaloa? And Mike McDaniel, Vlad, he was not having that.
0: My answer to that would would be who the F cares because it it is a team where we're working together and I know one thing, um, I've coached stuff a long time. I haven't seen, um, people do what our guys do. Um, and I um, mean, uh, in a lot of experiences, um, to their credit, to their ability and their commitment, um, to, to their craft as a teammate. Um, we're all dependent on each other. I'm not in, in any hurry to prove myself. Without those guys, because those are part of who we, we we are.
4: Who the F cares? Thank you for editing yourself, by the way, Mike McDaniel. I love it. Not only does he stand up for his guy, but he also says it's a team game. I like it. He didn't like what Joe Shad was asking. And they say Joe Shad wasn't really, you know, trying to pick at him, but I mean, I don't know. Someone asked me, do you think, you know, the system that you have, anybody could be successful and help you out on the show? Is Vlad, you know, just a system guy? I'd tell him, you know what? Who the f cares? We're a team. We do this together. Argue that, Vlad. <laughs> Argue that. Uh, that's funny. I oh, know it's good, that's funny. but I like that. me McDaniel kind of kind of get a little little chippy, a little salty. Tua tongue below. Honestly, I do think Mike McDaniel is a genius. And then the way he draws up plays in his offensive mind, I still think if you put somebody in the system that is not as good as Tua, they will do less than Tua. I think Tua and Mike McDaniel are a perfect match. That's why it's been as successful as it's been. Now, on the other side of the ball, got some more good news from the Dolphins. Remember when Jalen Ramsey got hurt, and he was talking about, you tell me when I can come back, and I'll beat it. And you and I were like, whoa, no, 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 no. Take your time. Well, apparently, Jalen Ramsey knows a little better than us. He returned to the practice field this week. He's probably going to return to the field within the next 21 days. They're saying he might even play against the Raiders. Who the heck is this guy? Well, Mike McDaniel said he's starting to believe that Jalen Ramsey is what he says he is, an alien. I mean, he literally called a shot. He called a shot. Um,
0: and you know, we're we're in the business of doing everything that we can right by a player. Um, so we're, you know, he's a member of this team doing right by him we um, you know, fair, but, uh, you know, not aggressive on target dates. And he told us before his surgery that he was going to, um, he was gonna. He kept, you know, he kept telling me he was an alien. So I was. I mean, I'm starting to believe him. Um, and that's a that's a cool cool thing for such a well-established player um, at the top of his game for the whole team to see on how you attack things and um, you know, it's, it's why when when the time comes and he is on the field for an NFL game, we've talked about it at length. He will. It will be the most fun that he's ever had playing football simply because of the perspective that you get um, when it's taken away and you have to um, diligently work um, minute-by-minute, hour-by-hour, day-by-day to put yourself in position for the opportunity for the window to be open to practice today.
2: All right,
4: let's try to break that down in not a billion words, by the way. Basically, Jalen Ramsey says he's an alien, starting to believe him because... He's worked so hard and gotten himself back into shape, it's almost not humanly possible to be back as soon as he's gotten back and that his target date has really, really moved up. Is Jalen Ramsey an alien, Vlad? No. Oh!
3: But he's a freakish athlete.
4: Oh! Couldn't even give me that. No. I think he's an alien. Just look at him. Look who he's done. Look who he is. If you say you're an alien, why would you lie about that? There you go. <laughs> what do you mean? Why would you lie about being an alien? We, we all believe in aliens, so we might as well just believe the man. Or alien. Or whatever he is. Alien. One of the main things we really liked over the past 24 hours, who says the Astros and the Rangers don't have a little bit of a rivalry? Nothing like getting thrown at and then maybe almost taking a swing at the catcher. It happened yesterday. Texas Rangers, Houston Astros. Now 11 RBIs for the postseason, and the pitch hit him. Adoles starts drawing at Maldonado and here come the benches as Adoles and Maldonado are separated by the home plate umpire and there are players streaming from both sides. The bullpens are emptying right now as that pitch extremely inside a fastball at 99 miles an hour hitting Adolis Garcia who perhaps admired his home run for a little too long as far as the Astros are concerned. The umpires are conferring right now to try and decide Oh, what to do in terms of possible ejections. And apparently Abreu has been thrown out of the game. Um, Maldonado is walking over toward the Astros' dugout as well. Dusty Baker is enraged. He is gesticulating wildly as he yells at the umpiring crew. The big Cuban, the Rangers, Adoles Garcia hits a bomb. I didn't think his celebration was egregious. I don't know about you, Vlad. But apparently the Astros took a little offense to it. He came up next time, and if the pitcher says it got away from him, he is a bold-faced liar. He threw right at that man. Oh, no, he threw it right at him. But, you got you know, you got to you,
3: you got to make it seem like, you know, I wasn't throwing <laughs> at him. But, uh, yeah, he threw right at the man. And, uh, yeah, he has every reason to be upset.
4: So Adolis Garcia, kind of angry, turns to Maldonado, the catcher of the Rangers, and you know – it's easy to tell Maldonado didn't want that smoke, and you know why. Yo, you see the size of that, man? Right, but also, you know why you can tell Maldonado didn't want that smoke? Why? He didn't take his headgear off. Oh, come on, man. Someone yeah. turns to me and like, says some words, and you want to throw, take your headgear off, let's go. He didn't take the—he said the uh, he there with his. said, oh, come on. Man, Adoles Garcia was mad. Benches cleared. There was some yelling, but everybody knows a fight in the postseason, not worth it, because if you get suspended for a game— It could cost you your season. Jose Altuve comes out there, hits a big home run in the bottom of the ninth. I know it drives you mad, Vlad, because Jose Altuve last night became the all-time leader in go-ahead home runs in postseason with 10, meaning that they showed montages over and over again of his 10 home runs that he has hit to help win games in the postseason. And the one that really stands out is the one that ended the Yankees season just a couple of years ago during COVID with the whole pitch-stealing deal against uh, Chapman. uh, Roldis Chapman? Mm-hmm. That's got to hurt, Vlad. got to hate that. But I love Jose Altuve. Thanks for reminding me. I, I mean, you saw it a lot last night, though, didn't you? I didn't need to be reminded by it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Main thing is, Adoles Garcia wanted to throw punches because they threw at him. Got to love bench clear brawls, or at least almost brawls. Going to get you caught up to date with everything that's happening here on 560 WQM in the South Florida Sports World. Keep it tuned